Hello everyone and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast with me, Andrew Groves, and my very good friend, Matthew Hornby. Matt, hello. how are you and what are you excited about this Hi week? Andrew, I'm excited to be here and happy to be here oh. and happy generally because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> triple whammy, triple whammy. Um, this week I am excited in a timely affair, mm. um, I think I've completed my first ever video game. Wah! When you say complete? Yeah, like watch the end credits roll and, and you know, go, what, what next? You put it back in the case if Whoa. it's in a compact disc format. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I have, I'm not the biggest gamer, as we may have disclosed here before. Totally. However, I am I am no stranger to games. Mm. I'm familiar with playing them a bit. Um, and as I've said, I think we did a gaming gaming episode a while back. Mm-hmm. If you if you heard that, you'll know I'm big into the Rockstar um, world mm-hmm. of GTA and Red Dead. And so I bought. Um, <laughs> it's now five years ish. <laughs> Uh, maybe not to the day, but yeah, five years to the year that Red Dead 2 came out. Mm-hmm. And I got very excited when that happened and I bought it immediately, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, but I didn't play it immediately. Um, and I, I kind of played it a little bit. And then I decided recently, rather than just, in some of these open world games, mm-hmm. you can dick about for yeah, want of a yeah, better yeah. expression you can go cool I always found this GTA is probably the best fun for it because you get on top of the building get your sniper rifle out yeah. or nick a plane That's crash it. it into something you know like you can just play around in a childish manner with no consequence mm-hmm. apart from that you get game consequences sure. and you waste a bit of time in real life but that's one of the things I guess I don't play a lot of games because I don't have a lot of time a lot mm-hmm. um, there's, I've, there's always something whilst games uh, are fun and you progress through the game I guess you're not actually achieving anything in real life mm-hmm. um, which is fine there's room for recreation and and mindless fun mm-hmm. but yeah it seems to be low on my priority list anyway I thought recently what I should do is, I don't know, in, in the spirit of my headspace at the moment, mm-hmm. I was gonna f- I'm going to finish Red Dead. Because, you know, Not what's all the task. fuss about? You know, and it, look, it is the la- is it the last Rockstar title, I think? Uh, I don't know Maybe where it, things. if I'm honest, I don't know where it came after Grand Theft Auto or before it, the last, the, the latest one. It came, it came uh, after it. Okay. Maybe then. Yeah, quite a few years. Yeah, so um, I know they expanded into loads of other things, so um, don't quote me on that. But yeah, um, it's, it's the last big one I'm familiar with. So I, yeah, I thought I'd play it. Cause I, but it started because I got ill a few weeks ago, mm. and then I was like, well, now I've got to sit on the sofa and while <laughs> away my time. So I'll start getting this going. And then I've just put in some time in an evening, and I did it. The other in an, day, not in an evening or as in your general evening. Oh, in my general evenings. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't. I think at this point it's been out so long. It's so big that mm. I'm not going to give anything away here. Mm. Um, but if you haven't yet finished it, please turn this off or skip forward twenty minutes. Mm. Um, not that it'll take me that long to cover it. But um, 
It's a very, it's a huge map. Yeah. Right. It's also a um, a long game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many hours, but I mean, I spoke to someone the other day who, I, I think it's called, uh, someone told me yesterday, Diamonding a game or something. Uh, where you basically do every mission, every side mission, wow. you complete every level to like top tier standard. Right. You get every everything. Just, you just do everything, and yeah. people apparently keep keep lists to make said things happen. And mm. I'm not that kind of player. Mm. Like this is this is the first time actually bothering to see the story through. So. I was happy with, you know, 95% bronze in my missions <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, and also you don't know the requirements before you even do it. I'm not going to replay it now mm. I've completed it. So anyway, um, what an amazing game. What a really cool right? game. And also what have you finished it? I have. Great. Okay. Um, the one thing though, I have to say, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you save, save it, mm-hmm. it says, uh, your percentage completed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, so I think it was around 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd kind of left it at. So very slowly over like four years, mm-hmm. took me to 50%. And then the, my last save though was about 83%. And I finished it. Right. And I was like, what? I was, ex- I didn't expect it to finish there because I thought that the, that percentage would reflect the story mode rather than the like the f- every the I'm guessing that includes side missions and all these other things. Yeah, include and there's also like time sensitive missions and kind of um, again there's a certain amount of luck as to like whether you trigger something or not. So there are some missions I found, for example, like the classic one is I would see a mission on a map and be like, okay, I'm going to go and do that. But by the time I got there, on my horse or whatever, I'm not really a fast travel kind of guy, um, mm. that I got there, the mission had gone and I'd be like, huh? Like it mm. was here. And so I would have to like, you know, dick about for a bit and realize, oh, okay, I have to come at night or like I have to come at oh, I see. this time. But I think also you can like at a certain point, you know, if a character dies or whatever, I think you you that's it that's gone. So I think there's there is some that you can ju- you just and like there's tons of like you know have you played all of the card games have you da, 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 oh you know, yeah like, I collected kind of all the cards and found all the legendary animals and all that yeah noise. yeah I did yeah. a bit I did a bit of that but mm. um, I guess I got then got quite involved in the story mm. um, but it's a really really good uh, again spoiler alert. I wasn't expecting uh, Arthur to die. That was uh, that caught me by surprise. Honestly, one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best stories and best character developments of all time. In in, mm. in my opinion, I think that was the it's the worst best decision. You know, it was really it was shocking. I was like, no way, really. But then, what I quite liked, also going away to that uh, desert island thing, was like. Mental, like yeah, yeah, um, a Cuba, or really something, fun, right? yeah, 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 oh yeah, some random place. But uh, the, the my question though is, mm. do you remember? In my, I'm not sure how long ago you played it. Not long, but okay. So uh, before Arthur dies, mm. I'm I'm assuming 
he dies either way. But did you, you go it. back? Did you go back for the money, or did you go with John? Did I go back? I went an, with a, John. Okay, what happened? Uh, he likes me more. <laughs> well, how did he die then? John doesn't die. No, no, but how did uh, Arthur die? Arthur always dies. Yeah, but, but what, in what way did if you Oh, in what John, way did he die? Um, he, well, let me remember, remember, remember. Um, it is, uh, oh, that guy and I hate him. Uh, not Zach. Not, Dutch. um, not Dutch. The, the, oh, uh, the, uh, the long haired blonde guy. The long haired blonde guy. Yeah. And. Yeah. Mika, uh, Micah. Micah. Yes. So Micah, you obviously you've, again, huge spoilers, everyone, but yeah, you find out, well, you attempt to kind of convince and obviously you find out that Micah was the rat kind of all along um, and you know he was the reason you got kind of kidnapped that time and obviously he tipped um, the police off and everything like that um, so I think the best ending you can get is that basically sort of as you die Dutch pretty much realises that he was was wrong basically Um or at least there's a kind of sense of some kind of recognition of that. And then obviously when you mm-hmm. go back with John much later, then then you kind of get oh, yeah, yeah. The, the ending. I of got that, that story. ending, yeah. But I went back for the money. Oh, you're like, one of those. Because <laughs> I'm a greedy boy. <laughs> I did. And then and then I got uh killed by Mika, like stabbed. And yeah, yeah, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still die the same. Oh, okay, Micah. Right, so you get Okay, fine. So it's just a different twist. But I got like, I was like, wicked. I've got $44,000 or something crazy. Yeah, yeah, nice. And then I'm dead. That's it. So I thought that would reappear later in the thing. Anyway, I thought that um, coming back as John Mm. later in time as well was really cool. Mm. Uh, And revisiting some areas of the map you hadn't been to before. Mm. Um, And yeah, so that was really cool. Enjoyed that. I I felt I didn't explore the whole thing and like, uh, you know, some missions like the escaping the guy from prison, uh, you never go back to the whole that whole prison island. And I'm like, sure, that's a whole part of the map just built for one second. It's a funny. I guess you. I guess you could go back there if you wanted. Yeah, now you're kind of like you're you're kind of finished, and you're like more or less in free play mode. Obviously, yeah. I don't know. For example, I haven't played the first Red Dead Redemption, but um, that it's a pr- the second one is a prequel not a uh, not a continuation so uh the first red dead redemption starts um at his little homestead uh no way that's cool and yeah oh so i guess you might you might have seen that coming if you played the first one yeah if you play the first one when that all started coming in and you're building the house and then maybe all the cogs are kind of turning um but yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. Uh, again, as you were saying, uh, like I say, I there is like a spare little half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, that's like a floating time, which is at the end of the day, uh, my son's in bed and I don't have to go to bed. It's kind of there, but also I don't really want to get into something work-wise because it means it'll probably wake me up a bit too much. Mm-hmm. 
And the times I've had to do that, usually it means I just sleep terribly because I'm I'm kind of a bit more wired. So that was always my little my little gaming window. I was like, I'll just do like 30 minutes, 45 minutes here. And so, yeah, I did Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto. And nice. I had them and I was like, I felt like I should really complete them. But it's a funny thing, isn't it? Like you get to a point in those kinds of games where I think for me, the again, like that tendency, the open world thing to kind of sort of just meander and you can like, oh, I'm going to be a taxi for a bit or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be a hospital clerk or something, you know, whatever. Or like a lot of the kind of like good points missions and just random characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, normally I'm a five star kind of, I'm a gold star kind of guy. But it gets to a point I find with those kinds of games where like, if the story is good enough, which it was in both of them, I just wanted to know what was going to happen next. So I would yeah, rush yeah, to yeah. the next mission. Whereas maybe if I kind of luxuriated a little more at that point, but I feel like I get to like 75% and usually the story has come together so well. Mm-hmm. I found that with Red Dead for sure that I think it was one easily, I mean, it's by far my favorite game ever. I think. Um, okay. That's good to know. And it is because it's quite um, like a bit of a, yeah, a statement piece. But mm. also, the I did want to talk talk about and mention at least mm. the music. It was um, the cuts so in I, are so good, right? So good. Mm. And uh, so a few years ago, maybe a couple of years ago, it must have been twenty twenty actually, around because uh, I think it was re- the soundtrack for Red Dead Two was released on vinyl mm-hmm. for Record Store Day in twenty twenty. And I was um, with a friend in a record store mm. and he was playing Red Dead at the time and um, he picked out a copy and went, oh my God, yeah, the music's amazing. I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I was just sort of remember it and was really intrigued. But obviously, it, I think it only makes sense once you'd, you've played it. Yeah. Um, and the music's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Really like, so, I was reading a bit about it and there's some very, uh, there's some very, some, a cast of characters involved that would might you know wet our whistles. Sure. Um, I, I read that Arker, your mate, mm. is involved. Uh, I read Matt Sweeney, who I okay. mentioned a bit. Yeah. Guitar moves, fame, and uh, Iggy Pop, Queens of Stone Age kind of vibes. Yeah. Josh Homme writes is on a track. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Schumann of Queens and John Theodore okay. also involved. Didn't and but I have to say, like that the the song. I forget the name of it by uh, D'Angelo mm-hmm. and that whole, you're like just riding along. And then it says, I love how it gives you the option for cinematic camera. Yeah. And that's then nice. gives it, and it's, it's, you can't ride your horse really fast in this bit. I seem mm-hmm. to remember you're, you're like speed limited to give you, you can't rush the vibes. I thought it was such a nice and considered. And again, I think maybe like to kind of maybe clue people in who maybe haven't played it or don't really care. I think like, I think, I mean, like I say, these these games, I mean, I literally bought our PS5, not for a single PS5 game. I, li- I just wanted to play Red Dead. I'd seen so many people play it and I knew it would be something that I would be so invested in. And the level of detail, like it's it's still now astounding, like the different animals and everything and their behaviours and and you know and the way they interact and you know you might see an eagle catch a fish and you can like catch both of those things all this kind of stuff you know all the rant the quick time event random events um is amazing but what i also 
I th- and, and again, we kind of t- touched on it, is the, the, how that stuff affects the narrative and how, um, and, and, and kind of, I think it's a really interesting thing where you're, you're inputting into a narrative. You, you, you have to participate, you're p- participating in the narrative. And like you say, that one moment, there's like a couple of moments from what I d- distinctly remember where, um, and I think it would be described as like a volta almost. It's like a real, it's like a scene change, a season change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for me personally, like season changing is a really, is a big thing for me uh, in, in my mood and my, and my reflection on time. And again, there's a lot of nostalgia within Red Deb and, 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 and obviously even within the narrative of it, you know, kind of individually in that, like once Arthur starts to get sick, then, then there's somewhat of a reflection back on how you were and how, and, and, and a lot of the conversations, you know, it's very much got that feeling of our time's over you know, like it's a very big theme within the the show is that this time of real freedom and, you know, kind of outlawing is coming to an end and civilization is kind of coming. And and as you're really embarking on that, you know, like when you finally get to um, the place that's kind of like a town, I've forgotten what it's called, but like it's kind of got a New Orleans kind of vibe, but like when you Oh, the big, quite, the big city? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Saint-Denis. Saint-Denis, yeah. So, like, when you finally get there, that's, like, a real... Like, you almost feel, like, out of place, like... Mm. And, and it's... And, and they... I just think it's masterful how they... How they kind of engineered that into the story so that you could really get in line with the characters and how they might feel, even just in your own experience. Even if you had no desire or background you could kind of feel this sense of wide and they did such a good job of making it feel just so expansive and wide but not too far to get to places and etc etc and the changes are really nice and gradual but you fall into a mechanic and and I think what was really like you say really powerful is you know when some when there's something that doesn't have music and doesn't have you know, other than the kind of sort of atmospheric little guitar twangs and stuff that you you, you kind of hear, when you were forced into that mode, and then a, a voice comes into the music, and it comes at a yeah. really poignant moment where it's you know it's instructing you to some to 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 reflect. I just and that long journey and the, you know and the rain and the weather and that that kind of overcast cloud. There's just something like you could show with someone that but it's different when you have to do it. And I think that's such a, like you have to ride through that. And like, I don't think you would have the same sentimentality if you were just shown that as a cinematic piece. No, not at all. You know, no. it's, def- it's definitely a very like, like you're saying, a kind of a, a deep experience mm. and you kind of, you, you're going through it it's just yeah it's very cleverly done that it kind of it it like pulls you gently through the whole thing mm. and 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 the way you travel around the map and each area has like a different climate. um climate yeah. and uh features like mm. geographically mm. and what the like you've got little mountain towns which are mm. you know if you've been to canada or something it like really like um just yeah it's 
It's just beautiful, really. And yeah. and the, 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 what you were saying, the scale, of, the scale, the scale of it to play, but the scale of the detail is is unbelievable, mm. really. And uh, you can see why you know good things take a long time, and it takes I think Rockstar employed two thousand people, so mm. you know you can see why it's like a it's so in depth. Mm. Um, but I was reading about the music as well, and uh, apparently it was all written for the thing. And there's about over a hundred musicians involved in right. just the music. Um, and it, apparently the music was there's obviously the stuff like you say when when you start kind of riding, it mm. fades in, and there's mm. some kind of instrumental, uh, kind of midwestern uh, vibe music. Um, then there's the the, the big cutscenes, mm. and I really liked in those big cutscenes. Like I mentioned, D'Angelo, the there's, there's a contemporary nature to this the songs, which is almost out of place, but mm. brought the whole thing into like the modern day. Mm-hmm. It, 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 apparently, they tried to avoid blues. They also tried to avoid um, percussion, so it didn't collide with you know game sound in game sounds. That's cool. yeah. uh, and then and then. I didn't, I didn't know, I never did. I didn't sit down and play cards or do campfire songs. But apparently there's, uh, you know, if you get into that, then, you know, there's another element of music in there. So there's like, there's loads of different ways music is used in the game. Um, it, obviously it's been out a while um, and it's won many awards for for its music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, yeah, it's, it's known to be good, but it, it to experience it was very, very, yeah, really powerful. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, I think I think you know you you have to. I think that nature of reckoning with your decisions is just such a powerful element. You know, I think all those kinds of ideas that you know you can. I think you know that game mechanic that's been it's been you know it's been going for a long time now, but obviously where you you make a decision and it has an impact on the game. I think you know to, I think on that kind of stage, I, I just think it's it's just. It's so powerful. I I really fretted over so many decisions, and I think that really, you know, again brings brings that investment in. You know, um, you know, even the you know many decisions of uh, you know letting people go, or mm-hmm. um, you know the sob stories and stuff you would hear, whether you would help someone or not, or you know even even you know whether you were deemed the the kind of morality uh, uh, kind of bar. That was yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know, and 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 that, I for me, you know, knowing that, you know, when Arthur gets sick, the kind of race to keep that morality high for me was like, what, like say hi to everyone, <laughs> you know, like what's the thing, you know, out here, really? whatever, you know, like. Um, oh, I saw, I saw that as like a meter of um, fun. Your your perception uh like are you a good guy or a bad guy yeah more or less but you do if you rob someone that goes down right you know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you get like there was one point where it was going quite good and i got a discount on guns or something sure Uh, sure yeah 10 percent off for being for being a a good citizen Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah it's yeah anyway unbelievable yeah brilliant so if you haven't if you haven't played it I suggest you do. You probably you might have done by now, uh, but it's st- still looks great, still sounds great. Just yeah, a, what a what an experience! So amen. yeah, really, really happy with that one. Nice, Andrew. What are you excited about? Um, I think it just as a package, 
quite similar to what you were saying, I suppose. I've just returned back from England. Um, well, we went, welcome back. We went away for just under, I think a day under more or less, two weeks, um, uh, and kind of tried to fulfil all our English promises and, and try and see all our family and obviously take our son there now that he's, you know, a lot more cognizant and kind of involved in the world. Um, so, and yeah, and, and the time we did it last time was very stressful. Uh, it's a, you know, it's it's jarring enough for us to kind of come back to like buses, trains, rah, people, you know, like, and again, just be out of your comfort zone. It's another thing going somewhere with a kid. So this time we really tried to make it and we really tried to treat it more like a holiday and make it relaxing. And by golly, dare I say, we had such a lovely time, like so many great little memories. So I suppose just just excited, like going back to London was quite fun after maybe five years of not really being there. Um, and yeah, we stayed up there for a night and just kind of, you know, again, these days I live very vicariously through him, but, you know, kind of just, shut, you know, see, he's never seen a London before. He's never seen anything that big or grey. Um, <laughs> and uh, kind of just kind of doing that whole thing. But also to kind of reflect on what you're saying, we really did try to put in days that, that we were, we could actually relax and the weather was, I mean, in comparison to here, the weather was amazing the whole, every day. Not, I don't think it was, I don't think it rained once. Um, and England really does have some really lovely countryside and what's kind of in a weird way in opposition to here is that the countryside is a little more, not accessible, but a little less perilous and a lot mm-hmm. flatter. Um, so, you forget that like the idea that I can just kind of walk in this direction very pleasantly um, is actually sometimes quite nice is as, 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 as mundane as that can be, you know, and as, as un um, colorful or whatever, un, unimaginative maybe, or, 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 or uh, inspiring. It's really nice to just walk into a park and there just be a lot of flat space and grass for a long time and be able to sit on the grass and, and the weather be nice. And so, it's, yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's, it is boring. It is perhaps boring, but there's like, I remember when I came back from Sri Lanka last year, mm. uh, I, I got back and I went, I can walk along and I know that I won't get like bitten by a snake or <laughs> see sure. a poison spider. And yeah. there's a, there's, yeah, it's just, there's a comfort in that. If know. anything, that came back. If any, like, uh, obviously he's never seen, um, Spiders, ants, ladybirds, squirrels, all that kind of stuff. Even pigeons. Um, so, you know, in, I used to love ants when I was a kid. And, um, and yeah, and obviously just kind of being reintroduced to that stuff and, and showing him ants and sp- like, it's certainly spider season in England at the moment. It seems like all the, the big males are off looking for um, their females. So we saw a lot of big spiders um, and that was quite fun to kind of obviously you know kind of see his and again like unbridled like you know spiders and stuff like that they invoke such fear as a thing but obviously when you're a kid it's just that that 
reaction isn't really embedded in you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he thought they were hilarious. So it was, it was, yeah, really nice. We, we really enjoyed it. And we kind of, um, we had some lovely days just walking through the woods and just like huge wood ants and, and just uh, in a weird way, nice to see so many animals and sort of foxes and badgers and squirrels and everything. And that was really, really nice. So yeah, I think just, just, um, and we went on a boat on the Thames. That was probably like the highlight. We just took the little, little boat taxi thing. Um, nice. And we had such big plans, but we, I was like, oh, let's do that instead of the tube. It'd be so much nicer. Mm-hmm. And it was a lovely day. And that ended up being like the highlight. We, we loved it and saw the Cutty Sark, um, which is just amazing. I can't wait mm. for him to really care about something like that enough for me to really want to go there and show him stuff. But it's really cool seeing seeing London from the Thames. I think um, uh, I was reading up all kinds of facts and stuff. I was like, oh, next time I go to England, I really want to indulge in the history and see if I can find... Um, you know, little knickknacks and stuff like that. And, uh, but even just, yeah, like seeing like so much, like we were up near Greenwich quite a lot mm-hmm. just seeing like some of the buildings and stuff like that. There was, it's quite nice having, having spent, you know, that distance away from it. Um, it was really nice to just kind of dip in and, and be, you know, and it'd be really pleasant and, and, and then get out. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, it was a nice way. And, and, and like I say, we really got to see some nice countryside, but, my emphasis is on we i i i think the term was i was aggressively relaxing um <laughs> and fighting any sense of like oh we should see so and so and do this and go i was just no this day at least we do nothing we're just going to enjoy we're going to go for a nice walk we're going to just kind of relax and so um so yeah so dare i say i i really enjoyed it it was really nice and and the weather was amazing and that really helped um you know, um, kind of just mean you can really get the most out of, you know, the outdoors. And that was, that was, um, so that was really nice. So I'm feeling lovely and refreshed and, um, yeah. And just, just a nice, a nice bit of distance and perspective. So I, I think that's what I've been more or less excited about. Nice. Craving some space. I like it. Exactly. It's funny, like, I don't know what about you, but like, uh, like a lot of people get a bit, sniffy about london and go oh i hate london it's a big smelly city but, um i wouldn't I live there more- but i don't mind it yeah i mean i think we've yeah we mentioned it a few bits but i went i was on the the, the south bank the other week just just it. walking along uh with a friend and yeah it's just the history mm. the history of those buildings if the walls could talk i just I, yeah i thought i think it's in central London, obviously, it's probably it's prohibitively expensive for the most people in the world to live there, mm-hmm. um, especially in those kind of central areas, which are quite nice, mm. um, unless you're the king or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I find it more and more intriguing, mm. and, and maybe that is to do what we're going to talk about today is making stuff. Yeah, and and the I think what I am eternally more and more interested in is making stuff mm. but also kind of thinking about why stuff is made mm-hmm. and so going back to red dead quickly mm-hmm. the, the 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 kind of turn where you become uh john mm. spoiler um 
you, you build a ranch mm. and you build a, you build a house and then a barn and then you see in the credits in later like um, future projections that they build a little summer house mm. and all these things and um, I don't know I'm, I'm a def- I, the the that in context in that thing of uh, you know human progress mm. building things is was very important because it was you know well those guys were living in tents to start with and then in solid proper houses which i don't know what i think about that whether that's better or worse i don't i've i don't really know mm-hmm. um but it definitely defines a lot of modern human life you know we live in buildings in the most part mm. and uh they are here they are of different ages it's Everyone, well, there's there's an aspiration, at least in this country, uh, to have a home or own a home, or uh, and it goes back. I guess it it, just, it made me think, like in the context of that, it was like it's you can see you can see the importance of it and go, yeah. oh, it's it's shelter, it's warmth, it's comfort, it's mm. blah de blah, all those basic uh, kind of things. Um, and yeah, it, that really slotted well into my current thinking about making stuff, particularly. I guess buildings. Well, I mean that 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 a big theme of Red Dead is the homestead and and the idea mm. of you know the basically the idea of when basically America stopped being England basically and became America was the idea of okay go in that direction claim your land fence it fence it out that's yours go you know um, you know the manifest destiny kind of thing, and, and this idea of of that, you know, go and claim your little plot, you know, and I think intrinsically that that is within us, you know, the idea of of safety and harbour and 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 just kind of yeah, like a like a nesting. You know that that's a thing. This is our nest, and 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 I think you know certainly, obviously, yeah. The older you get, I certainly find that it, it increased. You know, and the idea of, of those elements, but it's a huge theme within Red Dead. Is that that idea of like, you know, and increasingly, obviously, right up until now, you know, the idea of of um, trying to find your little space in the world you know that's mm-hmm. yours and and that and 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 manifesting that around you and how you want that to look and how you you know the idea that you might build something that would outlast you you know we both spoke about that last time mm-hmm. um you know that's i think that's a really strong somewhat innate desire you know um uh you know whether traditionally or otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily even say it's like a male thing, but that nesting idea, I think just manifests in different ways. Um, you know, um, and yeah, like, you know, as, as you know, we're saying the idea of kind of appreciating craft and appreciating like looking for an intelligence in something or appreciating the intelligence or the craft of something. Um, for me personally, I just find that goes up. I'm finding more and more interest in more and more, you know, in inane object, 
you know, like the more boring the object. Look at that doorstop, you know, like, oh, that's a really clever. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's amazing how you, you start to acknowledge just like, oh, that's a really clever, a little bit of thought in there. I don't, I, there's like a mirrorism. You're, you're looking for it and you receive it at the same time. There's, there's looking for that. Just does this have something within it that, that, that I don't know. I'm not sure what reflection you're really looking for, but the idea that, you know, like you say, you look at, at buildings and, and those intricate features, you know, and, and, you know, I think much echoed sentiment of like, oh, buildings now are so boring and, mm. and lazy, you know, and, and the design is, is lacking. Um, but then, yeah, you, you see, you know, old churches, old, certainly, you know, some of the older buildings in London, you know, just amazing craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's the power of slavery and religion really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that's real man power. Yeah, perha- yeah perhaps. The, I guess it's, it's. Um, I, th- I, I find it quite universal though. And like, if like in tourism, you go and look at amazing, there'll be amazing buildings and it, for, it's, it underpins the culture. And, you know, I've seen, I've not been, but I'd love to go to Croatia and to, right. you know, see all these beautiful kind of orangey coloured tropical ancient buildings Mm -hmm. and um, yeah we all like I say in the most part live in these these objects Mm. I think it's quite yeah I just and the even in designing new stuff it's there's an appreciation of what it looks like as well as what its function is and maybe we're in an era of uh making stuff that we don't really need um as as an industry sure. um well, i think maybe uh, again i'm i'm speaking as a british western westerner i know that universally across the world um you know all our basic needs aren't met um so yeah i just i just wonder it just makes me think a lot like uh, uh, the the culture in the, in the uk at least of uh, building and builders i don't think it's very uh, the craft is, is seems to have disappeared a little. Mm. Uh, the the in, importance of doing something well seems to have disappeared. Mm. It's kind of a very monetized, very cut cornersy culture, mm. uh, and not. I wouldn't say that there's a generally great reputation among tradespeople. Um, whereas that you know. The master craft of making things, whether it's, you know, a nice pair of shoes or whether it's mm-hmm. uh, a knife or whether it is a building, you know, uh, it's just a bigger object made of more constituent parts. Mm. Yeah, I, fi- I, I find myself, like you're saying, you know, yearning back to a, or yearning for, for this idea of, you know, quality and something really cared about, um, and and if you've been listening for a while, you might know I've just renovated a house. Um, but I'm I'm my confidence in my own making abilities in the last two or three years mm. is is loads higher, and and my enjoyment of doing so um, is yeah, it's so intriguing. I just it's, it's, I want to follow it. I want to make stuff. Mm. Um, and whether that be, that might be, you know, it doesn't have to be physical things as well, you know, uh, you know, podcasts or music, mm. uh, you know, something that, but there's just the, the, the kind of the art of making is, 
so intriguing and I think anyone can do it and I think it's a worthy pursuit of if you're interested you know or curious about that kind of thing it's yeah brilliant I feel like it's uh, I heard a when you we spoke about talking about this um I think about uh, the a kind of little snippet that really came to mind is um I know I spoke quite a while back now but the Björk uh, released a podcast of her hmm. um like basically breaking down each of her albums so every album she sort of does an informal interview with a friend of hers and has people who collaborated on the album and they've kind of come on and and she just kind of explains it where she was at, you know, where, what her feelings were. And um, there was a point that she spoke about uh, mo- transitioning from, you know, not necessarily, like there was kind of a big external and internal struggle of, you know, as Björk was starting out, she was really like kind of tried to be sort of pushed into a... Um, into a kind of workflow that was kind of more established. So there would be a producer and what have you. The idea that she would maybe make some of the beats herself or make the music and kind of bring it all together. It was kind of like, no, you're a singer songwriter. We do the music and, and you know, and, or I've, you know, I've recorded it. So therefore I'm the producer type thing. And again, obviously the kind of, sort of gender aspect of that was also kind of, you know, very uh, prevalent at the time. And there was kind of talks of her, like she was starting to program, learning how to like program stuff for herself. And certainly with the kind of boom of electronica at the time and people like Aphex Twin and what have you kind of, it, it just, you know, exploding. Her interest in that and learning to, or wanting to learn how to to kind of make music like that. Um, and she speaks about her collaboration with Arka and they were saying that, you know, and I've taught, and shown and presented many things in that arena of it's a funny kind of music making because it's so slow and so you know it's very much like it's it's it, it, it it's like kind of it's like building something but it, it the idea is that you're trying to make something that doesn't exist or, or, or is, is like wild in, in that sound design type of world. Mm-hmm. And often it's like taming things that just, you know, or taking a very small element, spending hours on something and then just taking a very small element of it. And then that contributing of like and these little seeds towards, you know, this, this one idea just to make one beat or something. Mm-hmm. And when you spoke about it, um, apparently Björk mentioned that Arka had mentioned uh, had spoken about it being like a little prayer and that you kind of sit down at this thing and it's like you're kind of saying a little prayer you're you're, you're trying to build this take all these little oh, things nice. and like put them together and ideas and functions and sometimes there's accident and sometimes there's consideration and sometimes there's error and you know what have you and he, she said he, she said she described it as like a yeah, like saying just like working on a little prayer, and that you hope at the end of it, you know that that gives you the satisfaction. But it's almost the process as well that it's you're kind of you're subservient to it. I liked the I liked the idea of it. I like the idea, you know, you think of someone 
saying a prayer into like prayer beads or something like that. And I feel like it's such a similar method. You know, you're, you're really like putting yourself into, into something more solid and, and, mm-hmm. or, or, I don't know, more, more visceral, more, more substantial. I don't know. It, you're, you're trying to take a lot, a lot of kind of feelings and, and make them into something that that's real. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe yeah. it best. Yeah, that's a really nice way of putting it, though, because there is it's something starting out with an idea, mm. and then developing the idea mm. to try and make it feel what I can only describe as complete mm. in your in your head. Um, and that's to your own definition. Mm. But then following it through and getting to experience the finished thing, I guess it's it's a I'm describing a creative process here. Mm. Um, I don't think there's anything more fulfilling. But I guess that is the point of doing it is that you're trying to find, like you're saying, some kind of uh, fulfillment, satisfaction in very deeply inside. You yeah, know? like a piece. Um, or like a zen of of it it, it it's like almost like a like I, I would almost describe stuff like that as like a like a not a pressure but like a a build up and you you kind of need i feel like you need to like take bits off and i, I can't i can't really pigeonhole it but there's a a desire to make if that makes sense Mm. even if it's just like say you know uh uh, just like uh with everything else unlike everything else in my life i've tried to be very unscrupulous and very uh unconsidered um when it comes to like forming hobbies and and these and just because i i i just am so painfully neurotic about anything I get involved in, I've kind of almost forced myself to, to not care about hobby. And, and like I say, a long time ago now, well, not a long time, maybe six months, a year ago, just being like, ah, oh, you know, I want to do this Sunday. I want to build a little thing. And I just want to put my time. It's not, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not making money from it. I'm not, it's not contributing to my work. I can't use this in some format for my career or whatever, because that's how everything else is centered on, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of, again, that's sort of seemingly self-employed mindset of everything has to be, you could be earning money now, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just not committing, but the idea that like I could start something and maybe, you know, a few days later I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, finished. You know, I've built mm-hmm. a little thing, I put some time into it, but I increasingly am finding after much practice that it is the the little putting my headphones on and just painting a tiny little hand or whatever, do you know what I mean? I find it increasingly relaxing. And 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 that and actually that's becoming more enjoyable than the finished product in a the, way. Well, the process yeah yeah just the, I think, yeah. The, the little just the idea that like i'm gonna do that now and then i'm gonna finish that and come out of it more relaxed than when i went into it 
Definitely, definitely. I mean, like, well, I'm assuming that's the the sentiment of most people who make things, uh, whatever they might be, physical or not. Um, you have to enjoy the process, surely. Otherwise, yeah. I, th- I think for years I was aiming, I wanted the result mm. so, so bad, mm. uh, particularly with music, that you, I'd... You just kind of like wade through everything to try and get the result, mm-hmm. but it never really works. And uh, well, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not you're not deeply as satisfied as you could be with the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe at you know at different times, I didn't know how to realise what was in my mind or whatever, um, which is fine. And you learn along the way, but you get better at at doing that. You get better at the vision. Uh, you get better at knowing what will and won't translate, mm-hmm. and then you get better at trying to complete the vision, mm-hmm. and then you're more satisfied, which is is quite a it's quite a fulfilling process. And I guess for you know if you're into self improvement or whatever, it's probably good for you. You mm-hmm. know, building blocks of uh, skill and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I f- can't think of anything better. Do you have a favourite thing you've ever built? Or like, a, is there something that you're like, that was a real turning point for me as a, as a object or a process? That was a real turning point. I think, yeah, in physical terms. So when I was a kid, mm. me and my friend used to, uh, we were in the countryside, uh, kind of farm life. And we we used to, you you make things people always make things because you're you're solving physical problems mm-hmm. um i guess maybe i could compare it to a modern day job like coding sure um you know you're you're trying you're making things to solve things uh like in i'm going i'm going to use red dead as my red thread <laughs> uh, you in red dead if if imagine that life on that ranch mm. If if water comes through the roof, you go out and you fix the roof mm. to stop the water coming in because next week there'll be more water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your kid will get hypothermia and then whatever. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's consequences. So like there's uh there's kind of ma- a making uh kind of start to finish and then but also maintenance, I think, is uh something I wanted to touch on. Mm. Uh which sounds incredibly boring. Mm. Uh but is fundamental to continued existence mm-hmm. but the yeah turning points wise as when i was a kid uh, we made i made all sorts like little go-karts and uh okay. big trebuchets and uh trailers for little tractors and mm-hmm. well, all sorts yeah uh trikes um and just just for nothing but there's nothing quite like adapting a bike that's kind of sitting in a shed uh, and then using your basic skills and some pram wheels or whatever mm. and taking it up to a big hill and then riding it down. I was going to say, where, like, where, so this stuff was just what, lying around? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just said, okay. we we, my dad is uh, a serial, we might need that one day. Sure. And uh, so it, there's just always stuff because mm. we, I've, I've grown up uh, in kind of project houses mm for a lot of my life one of them was like a 15 year one which was most of my childhood mm. um the 
the kind of the the culture of that is get up on a weekend or it's on an evening or whatever and go and you go and make things mm. you go and right we'll build a wall there or we'll you know fix that door or put some stairs in or uh build a shed or fix a shed or uh and then but if you're kids in your spare time and you got mates who are also kind of that way inclined uh my my a good friend of mine he he was always at mine over summers and his his granddad uh lived next door to him and uh had about five sheds all full of like all the knickknacks sure. sure. of like oh you've need an oily nail from 1974 <laughs> uh, like or whatever like just just nuts bolts and he was i guess that's more that was more like workshop based mm-hmm. um so between us there's kind of like we had everything um but yeah we'd make all sorts just 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 for fun mm. um, do you remember the first thing you made I think like once distinctive memory when, well, yeah, when I was a kid, uh, like probably five or six, my dad helped because my dad's very much a maker. Now he's a granddad. He makes makes all sorts. He's like, my sister will go, I need a stair gate for, to stop uh, kids going up and downstairs. All right, I'll make you one. Uh, oh, can you make us a kitchen island? All right, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> just, and just goes to the shed where it's full of off wood that we've had for, collected over 30 years or whatever and, find something and makes it into nice. something mm. and it's yeah it's very bare bones i mean he's, he's and apparently um, my granddad was a carpenter um not my granddad sorry my great uncle was a carpenter so yeah and lots of farmers and all these skills in the family um but yeah so i remember my dad once making a i had a, like a a toy farm when i was a kid and he made a shed for me you know like three bits of wood um, for the sides and then two bits for the roof. Mm-hmm. And then you could buy like a uh, wallpaper with bricks or tiles on it. Yeah. And you just glue, glue that on and you got a shed. I've still got it. Okay. And uh, yeah. So, but it's just amazing when you're a kid to go like, that's a shed. Sure. And it started out as like a plank of wood mm-hmm. and a roll of wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And my magical father turned it into something mm-hmm. So I'm like, whoa, I can drive from tractors in and out. And all, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Uh, but I think it's really, I've never really explained that or thought about it, but I think it's a really useful, um, a really useful thing to learn early on. You know, you can, it's a, it's a, like a quite guiding principle. And it's also, uh, there's a bit of a positive, like you can turn anything into anything, hmm. really. It's the cardboard you know. box kind of uh, thing, you know, it's like classic thing, you know, we deliberate long and hard over trying to buy him something that we think is going to be good for him and like you know we like to think we've done pretty well in our purchases but as always it's the cardboard box that he gravitates towards more than anything or you know kind of uh like not using things in not and again that's the curse of being an adult i think or the you know the result of being an adult is that maybe that imagination that you have as a kid is somewhat constricted as you, you know, as you, as to what you ought, ought to do kind of thing. But like I say, it's always a, a beautiful thing to see is, is, you know, like what, what's going on in their imagination right now and, and, and kind of, you know, 
that classic thing you get a cardboard box and a pen and you draw you know oh this one's got a window on it oh no this is a rocket or whatever I think there's a there's that that I think such a a, a great part of childhood but also you know like you know even you take things like Lego and like um, mm-hmm. magnetiles that's a really big thing at the moment and magnetiles magnetiles yeah they're basically plastic implements um with magnets on each side and you can just they just clip together very as in literally that obviously it's kind of got both sides of the magnet in so you can literally just take squares every kind of triangle and whatever and just make a building like super quickly um Mm -hmm. and what's great is that there's no like latching element The, the kid can just kind of place them um and we saw them loads at his um uh you know, playgroup kind of thing and uh, we were like oh that would be great and it, again it's brilliant like you know flying with a kid on a plane and we're just like build a house quickly or like build a shed or build a car like uh you know we haven't even got to the whole i mean i don't know how kids are these days but like when i was a kid everything was a gun um was it? oh man you can turn everything into a gun shooting each other and you know my younger brother just sticks or whatever. Do you know what I mean, you could turn Lego into a gun or a spaceship or some kind of military nightmare. Like just, <laughs> you know, that, that, that kind of element as well. And, and, you know, and again, obviously you, you get, you start to get into like sticks and building tree, you know, tree houses and hideouts and clubhouses, mm-hmm. however you, you know, there's, that's, that's kind of very much ingrained as well, as well, you know, is that like those, those ideas and that sense of imagination. And I think, you know, that's maybe that's, you know, still a big element of it, you know, is the, you know, creationism, I think is, is a very satisfying emotion and, and being able to, you know, think something and then bring it to life is, is a, it's kind of a blessing, you know, like it's, it's a very satisfying, you know, I, I, it's the reason I started making music and the reason I still make music is primarily just, I can imagine something that I think would very much satisfy me. And now I want to bring it to life and usually on that way or along that way, my own ability and accident and happenstance get in the way. But for the most part, it's fairly onanistic, you know, I, I'm just satisfying myself you know I, I just want I, and, and and again you know sometimes you need a reminder of the fact that you're surrounded by tools that that can pretty much do anything like if you just had a have a computer these days there is more than enough you know free software free everything you know if you've got a microphone and a recorder you can pretty much make anything um and record it you know, anything I, you know, I, you know, on any, like I say, you know, talk about people like Arka, you know, I, I worship her production and most of it is just recordings of stuff that she heard and recorded on her phone and turned that into a sound and, you know, whatever. I think there's a beauty. And, and, and again, I think there's a human instance of kind of like a, a constriction towards a workflow that, Maybe you think, oh, A has to go to B, which has to go to C, which has to go to D. Definitely, uh, but also the, the the purpose. I think if yeah. you're if you're trying to achieve something, 
out the end of it like oh i i'm gonna start a recorder company and mm-hmm. make recorders for a living there's a you're at some point you're thinking about the commerciality or of it you know i need to sell a hundred recorders to mm. pay my rent or whatever it might mm. be. And, uh, which takes you away from the, uh, the creative bit and the, the making bit. Mm. Um, the same with music, like I need to play Wembley. So I've got to write a banger <laughs> and true. then, uh, you know, better get that PR company lined up before mm. I finish recording. Cause I'm going to need that to play Wembley. Mm. And it's kind of like, yeah, it can be, it can almost derail the point. Um, which I think is what you were saying before is loving the process and, and I don't know why it's taken so long. I seem to like, obviously early doors, I was into the process and then somewhere along the way, I got a bit distracted from the process and now I'm back with the process. (laughs) I'm back in it. But it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one, but you just got to love it. So what drives, what drives you now? What, what, what gets you up in the morning? Well, do you have like, what's the future, future builds? What's your, what well, I've got a long list. I've got a long list. Some of which I cannot disclose for. Wow. Uh, New Sistine you know, Chapel confirmed. That's it. Yeah. I don't, I've, you know, they're not trademarked, copyrighted or, you know, registered yet. You're going to rival the um, Shard. That's it. The Shard too. No, um, yeah, I've got some, I've got some, uh, a little building renovation and a bit of a okay. build, building, designing a new little building, which I'm quite excited about. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, making music and making some more, I guess, product based stuff. Okay. Um, so it's very different so to, like, to a house. Like, so you've done, you've renovated a house, which is a huge, a huge undertaking. There's, there's, I find, I would, struggle to find that you know that with a house and you're you're renovating a house i feel Mm. like as far as a project it's stacked like it's not i'm going to paint this shed today it's like build the shed foundations like and there's also like life just really coming at you hard and taking all your money basically you're kind of being robbed more or less every day Mm -hmm. um and then sort of hit with bureaucracy and kind of can't do this now, kind of whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to sort of date various builders um, and kind of romance them and, you know, flirt, you know, sort of t- sext them. Uh, 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 so. And you, and you also have to, like, one big element is compromise. And, like, sure. I've never, if you're a bit of a pure, if you have a vision anyway, you mm. you're, you want to stay as true to it as you can mm. um, and be a bit of a purist with it especially if you're kind of detail oriented mm. um because as we've said before the the devil's in the detail and the mm. detail's worth you know worth pursuing if if you're keen on it mm-hmm. and have that specific vision but yeah the, the, it does teach you that you have to compromise but also i think the biggest thing is how much you can do yourself and i think yeah, there's obviously a toss-up. It's, it's a, it, like these things can turn into a way of life as opposed to a project um, where the more you do yourself, the more time it takes. It might be cheaper, but you can you can be in for 10 years and you're like, okay, well, am I? Uh, did I sign up to give away 10 years of my life? You know? Sure. Uh, it's, so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's different for everyone, 
Um, but yeah, the, the, when you were asking before about like pivotal mm. things, I guess, yeah, renovating a house is a massive one. Uh, so big. And I think, but so rewarding. And I'm really enjoying now that it's like done. Mm. I'm just doing, doing more, mm-hmm. but on a, like a, on a kind of, I, I, I get, I get excited to improve. Sure. Uh, but especially when there's like, I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, wake up in the morning and there's a toilet there and there's a kitchen there mm-hmm. and I, you don't, normal life is facilitated. <laughs> and then sure. yeah. anything, anything extra is just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really get a lot of satisfaction from, uh, yeah, just constantly chipping away. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I'd love it. Just constantly doing a little thing, another thing, and you've got another thing in the background and an idea for this. And the the vague things I listed just now of uh, of kind of future projects. So I, I kind of have conceded recently that I've, that's probably the rest of my life's plan. Okay. I mean? That's pretty. So it's, so I'm not, it's, it's quite often that you have these short term, like I'm going to write a song and then I'm going to put it out and then I'm going to, huh. and that's, that's, that's your goal. But yeah. I think my, my big sketch is my life's work kind of thing. Right. Uh, so yeah. How about you anyway? What are you, what, what's, what are you making? What well, do I'll you tell you what make? I'm not making. Um, uh, so, uh, since, uh, moving here and you can't really see it, I suppose it's the camera's actually facing the opposite way, but I can see it and it's nice. Um, is my biggest goal, um, here anyway, and certainly, um, funny enough, coming home from England, it, it being out of your space and then coming back into your space is a really good way to evaluate it and mm-hmm. and like this place is a lit like could not be more of a new build like literally we got it the day after it had been signed off so you know nothing is in no curtains no no light fixtures no nothing it was all left to us which is great you know like we we don't own it um uh but the guy was just very happy for us to do what we wanted and that's that's great obviously for us um mm. and the idea was that you know obviously having my son I needed to be a lot closer to the family um rather than having my own space you know the other side of town it just wasn't really making sense and it's been a godsend for for a myriad of reasons but it just means that you know our daily life can function um but also means I just I get to have you know when my son was here I get to have lunch with him. We get, I get to have lunch with Sophia, you know, like it's, it's kind of great for that. But the big hurdle was, you know, we need to find the whole point of getting this place was like, okay, we can only really do that if there's a place that's appropriate and there's a room that's appropriate. And that took the longest element. So I was real, really lucky to find this space. I love it. I've got basically no neighbors. I can make noise. I can do exactly what I want. Literally can be super close to uh, Sophia and means all the parenting and all the other aspects, are, which doesn't really matter as much now that he's at play school, but still it's, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so there I've been just gently, as I'm sure you're aware for me, I'm for, for me making things other than music. And partly I find it tells me more about myself than I, 
than I believe or than I thought. Um, there's a lot of exceptionalism. I can spend a long time working on seemingly nothing in the music world. And, you know, my, that's where my sense of worth and pride comes from. I feel like that's why, that's why people pay me the big money. Um, <laughs> that's why, you know, the million dollar checks always at my door. Um, is that if I'm going to do something for you, I'm going to really care about it and I'm going to, um, make it from scratch and it's going to be unique and whatever and bespoke, whatever. Um, but yeah, this room, it's, you know, in the sound world, lots of considerations to make. And then also like a, you know, you've got your intentions, you've got your like, my initial plan and was like, okay, I'm just going to make it into a vacuum, like treat it so that I can just make as much noise as I want. And I don't have to worry about anything or anyone. And that's brilliant. And that's, that's, that's one thing. On the other hand, then doesn't make for a very inspiring room. Um, mm -hmm. It makes for a very hot room. Um, <laughs> and then also uh, then a desire that I'm like, actually, you know, you want it to be a creative space and you need to kind of think about like what's coming and going in that sense. And, you know, I want to put pictures up and I want to have artwork out and that's not very conductive to sound treating. Um, so all these elements for months now, I have been just, uh, certainly as we don't own the, the, the place of like, I don't want to do too much so that I have to, you know, absolutely re-renovate the whole place, but I want to do enough and I want to enjoy it and I want it to be a good space. And all of this culm culminated in me going to the equivalent of, you know, our, our local homeware, whatever, store. Money in hand, ready to go. I've made all my decisions. I've literally planned every little detail. And again, all of that was kind of engineered to take my abilities I, this is what I can do. I can make this. I can, this is what I should get. This is what I should build. For example, this um, desk, this is just a big bit of wood, big bit of lovely mm -hmm. beach or many bits of, of lovely beach. But for a long time, I have wanted to make an oak desk yeah. in, uh, there's a building here called uh, Bauhaus, which is like, yeah, your, your classic kind of B&Q, Wix, whatever, mm -hmm. hardware store. And they've got some beautiful pieces of oak I just go in there and I just sort of slap them about a bit every time I go in there and they're just, <laughs> you know, natural edge off the tree, but they're just, it's just a thing of, of beauty. Certainly living somewhere like this, I just have the desire to bring more nature into the house. Always. I, mm -hmm. I just want natural elements I can look at and touch and feel and, and I don't know. Yeah. There's just the, again, there's a, some kind of reflection. There's some kind of cycle that goes into that. Um, and so again, I beautiful pieces of oak and I was like, right, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to build an oak desk and that's going to be like the centerpiece. I can make it bespoke Two uh, 19 inch rack cabinets, either side. I can finally mount my, um, heads cause they're kind of just sort of on top of another rack here. Ah, I see. Yeah. I can get all my heads into there. Um, I can, what I want to do is have, I've got so many pedals and great, like, uh, um, routing options again that, that's super inspiring I've got loads of tape machines and like bits knickknacks that I've accumulated 
all over the years and it would be amazing to have it all just ready. I can pull out a drawer, I can root it in there and I can send stuff from the computer out to that, send stuff from my module. The idea is just, I just want it to be like a, I just a quick routing system. And I had all this plan, all the cabling and I've been designing the desk and where I want to put it. And then I designed, I've sorted out all the treatment, which is more or less now in place other than, um, I found this and it's become very, uh, very popular, this lovely kind of, um, smoked oak, um, kind of, uh, acoustic, uh, 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 I know panels, let's call it. Mm-hmm. And I love them and I love the finish on them and it's nice. And I love having wood in the room and you can't see that they're the other side of the camera because I, are they, are they like a, um, one of those that, like cut out sections? Yeah. Slatted, yeah they become yeah. very popular now, but they are very nice, very, very popular now. But considering that I had the treatment that I wanted and there's enough bare walls on either side. Um, it made sense that I would just have to cover these walls with treatment anyway. So I happened to come across these um, and I just thought, oh, fine, I'll get them. And then when I'm ready, I'll buy some more. Um, and I bought them and I love them. And I went back to buy some more and they changed the stain of the oh, wood. No. Uh, so part of this entire thing it's about me and coping with my using it as a way to cope with my own issues. That's why I got into <laughs> painting. It's because there are some things that make me very angry, and and usually they involve very Change. fiddly li- little, yeah, very <laughs> fiddly little things. And I wanted to be better at that as a person. And knowing that I had a son coming at the time, I was like, I want to be able to sit down and, and make things with him and, and show him things and to learn to prepare better mm-hmm. and make sure you've got all the right tools. And that's that, that Zen process of, I'm not even going to touch it. I know I really want to do it, but I'm going to get the right tools and I'm going to lay them out. And I'm going to mark out what I need to do and I'm going to prepare very gently. And by going in with that process every time, I get a fantastic result. If I break a single element of that, I know my, there's something in my head that's like, nah, nah, you've, you've rushed it, mate. It's, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to balls this up. So imagine the anger of, yeah, going in there and of all the panels, natural oak, fine, exactly the same, black, absolutely the same, Un, uh, um, walnut, exactly the same. These ones... They've changed it and it's like a veneer. Oh, it's just yours. Oh. A veneer thing. And then I had to explain <clears throat> it to various um, guys. Uh, just like, hey, yeah, I know, but it's not the same. Um, do you have any of the older ones? And they're just like, don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, look, let me explain. See, all these others are wood. This one is a veneer. They used to not be a veneer. Where are they now? <laughs> um and so that's that dream. I think is over. It turns out the whole of Iceland. Oh, that's um, annoying. Have you tried? I'm assuming you've tried all the secondhand outlets. I've uh, of what I can find. I, I'm uh, the uh, the problem is is that the cost of importing something that oh, yeah, big in Iceland. It's not going to be not going to be. My the other friend. option is: could you sand them back to the stains? The pretty, truth. it's pretty pretty big stain. Uh, there's there's one. Uh, I had one bit that's kind of already been. Uh, uh, it's kind of got a little 
crack it and you can see like the stains like all the way through. So I would have to. Right. So again, it, I even messaged the guy, I bought them off him. was like, just to triple check, you didn't like buy these natural and then stain them yourself. Cause I can't find, and I swear I could find the color before. So long story long, don't do anything until you're completely a hundred percent ready and then buy all of them at once. Don't think I'll oh, just do it a little bit at a time. I had the same thing with the sound treatment, the, the, they changed the material, so I had to recover them. Um, oh, so no. that's that's some of the kind of painful. So, so I was completely ready to completely and utterly ready to be like, even today, I could have had a nearly a completed studio. I bought everything I needed. I was ready to do it yesterday. Yesterday was the day, and I ended up coming back with absolutely nothing but sadness, but tears. Yeah, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Um, I think I. I'm just going to have to just, I don't know, sell what I have and just start again. I don't, I don't. That's a good show. Yeah. Sell it off and go for a different finish. Yeah. That's, but that's also just part of the, the, the journey. I tried not to be, I let it out a little bit there, but I tried not to be, (laughs) tried not to be, you know, I mean, I, I didn't not say, oh, you fuckers at the time. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm over it. Um, That's good. Nothing, nothing that a bit of, you know, expensive therapy will help with. Exactly. So, but the dream, like I say, is, 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 yeah, this idea of kind of combining, you know, my current ability and just trying to like tack, tack things on. I've got a bookcase I'm kind of working on. Um, there's some, some nice spaces for some, I've not seen very nice bookcases and we have a lot of nice books. We, again, me and Sophia have collected over the years, but we've got nowhere to put them here and I can't really put them on the floor or anything like that as um, mm-hmm. he's very book keen at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of like just, just, just gentle. My, my, you know, my abilities, I'm confident in my abilities, but I know my remit. So I'm just, sure. um, I'm just trying to add little bits on, but the desk I was, I'm, I'm ready to go. I just wanted to get everything else done um, first. So it looks like I might have to do the desk first, which, what can you do? It's an ambitious one, but yeah. I guess as long as you're not getting into like dovetail joints and the whole kind of no, no, no. It's a know, very, master, master craft. It's a very Minecraft version of an oak, of an oak, <laughs> of of an oak desk. Yeah, yeah. Just nothing. But my enjoyment, again, kind of um, DIY light, Um like I say, starting to do painting. And again, I find that that's drifted into other, um, other elements of my life. I found it to be actually a very cherished element. I ended up having a nice, lovely discussion in Warhammer uh, store in Kingston. (laughs) Um, very nice gentleman. And he was talking about, I like the idea. I just walk into a hobby store and if I Mm. see something, I, I buy it and I paint it. And I don't want to have any affiliations. I don't play any of the games. I just wanted sure. to have fun. Because otherwise, I know my my personality is like, oh, what's the law behind this? And I'm going to... Mm-hmm. You know, like I start... And then I start having like... You go, you go in. Affiliation problems. I'm like, oh, I can only get this. I'm going to build this now. I'm only going to build these aircraft. I'm only going to do this kind of thing. Where I like the idea of of just trying to be bipartisan if I like, if it looks like a fun thing to paint, but having done that, I've learned, I've learned it. I've cocked it up. I've done, you know, gone wrong. I've done this, but the preparation and kind of just 
those processes. I actually think have been a very positive experience for me. And now I I find myself applying them those elements more and more to other things in my life. Where I'm like, okay, you've not prepared for this. Let's 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 you know lay the groundwork. Let's you know and and so it was more of a personality improvement program. But I'd like to think that it's. <laughs> It has worked inside. Like you're, you're truly doing the house. Your patience must be immeasurable at this. Oh yeah, yeah. You, this is it. You get, you get more patient. You know that. You also, it's that classic. Like all the good old um, motivational speakers of the internet say, it's you learn by failing. Yeah. Um, but by do it, you, so you do a little bit, then you fail a little bit. And then you go, oh, I didn't know about that thing, which has now screwed everything up. And then you fix it, do a bit more, but now you have that bit of knowledge in your backpack. And you gradually just gather up these little nuggets of information. But also, I think actually one of the fundamental things is I'm a very why person. My um, my mum my mum would say, a global learner. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, in reality, mm. why? Mm. Why? Why, as a, you know, you just want to understand why. And if to understand the, if someone says, "Can you put this there?" I'll be like, "Well, what, are you, what, what are you trying to achieve?" Mm. And then if once I've understood that, there might be a better way of doing it. Uh, but sometimes you just have to do what they say. Mm. It depends on the circumstance. Mm. Um, but I do, yeah. Understanding how stuff works is a real curiosity of mine. But when you yeah, when you really understand how something works, you're, you're just better. You can go, you can come up with a better solution. And obviously over time, we can't understand how everything works, especially if you're, that's why there are specialists in the world who mm. understand, you know, microchips or whatever, mm. or curing cancer or those mm. kind of things that are very intense and require a lot of time. But more general stuff, like I, the idea of a house is, it, whilst it can seem like a quite complex system, and it, and it is really, the fundamentals are quite simple. Mm-hmm. It's all about water and temperature, really. Uh, and once you understand how that affects different materials and the structure itself, you're good. Mm. You're good. But yes, patience, patience, and learning to. Rec- There's no option to like. You can't. Well, I don't see an option to quit. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, it went wrong. Let's quit because everything goes wrong. But yeah. learning a quick recovery and then improvising a solution on the fly uh, is a really good lesson. But also, yeah, I'm just definitely more comfortable with things going wrong and then, well, how can I move forward and improve that and stop it happening again mm-hmm. rather than being, I don't know, yeah, the alternative being like getting bummed out and quitting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's uh, making stuff is whatever you're doing. If you're making a desk or a house or a piece of music, it's just good for the soul. Um, and you'll learn a lot about yourself along the way. And like you say, Andrew, improve your personality and your mind. Yeah, do you have a goal? Huh? Do you have a goal? I, yeah, and like mean? a little five-year, ten-year goal, or like a little thing, like a like you're oh, like always. I'm gonna. This is, the, you know, you can be, you can not be classically vague, Matt, but you can be, what you know, 
I really want to build a church pew that's in a church, you know, whatever. Like what? Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, do you have a uh, like making stuff? Yeah, I do, but uh, yeah, I do. I want to build. I can't really talk about it right now, which okay. is the difficult thing about the sure. question you're well, asking. Can you not talk a, about a thing? I could talk about it. I'm going to build a shed. How about that? Okay. But when I say a shed, I don't mean a shed oh. like your classic six by six, uh, you know, B and Q for a few hundred quid. Mm. I mean, like a building from scratch that's like warm and uh, weather tight and beautiful okay. and functional but also compact. So I'm very excited to do like that. Like a tiny house. Yeah, like a, you know, those kind of Instagram-worthy home offices that, you know, people have and spend a fortune on. And it was like a bit of a COVID thing. They went mental. Um, obviously, everyone started working from home. Mm. But I'd like to build one myself. Nice. And I think I can do it for not much money. Okay. But, so I've been designing that. Do and you know where you would build it? As in, you want yeah. it for your shed, or are you thinking of yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. for me. Oh, nice. It's a me thing, but I think it'd be it's it's one of those. I with these kind of projects, it's always nice to have you know the classic achievable <laughs> goals. Sure, uh, but but something that you can, uh, like I can't. I mean. What's that building in Barcelona that they've been building for like 150 oh, years? Oh, the thingy, thingy. You, yeah, yeah, I know exactly you, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's so beautiful. Familia? Whatever it's called. Sangre Familia? Something like that? Don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, bit, it's like, it almost, you know how people say with music, it's like bigger than you, the creator of yeah. it. This thing is this, this, the equivalent in that it's taken like longer than lifetimes to yeah. do. So, well, you know, the amount's dead, well, yeah, exactly. So I don't know the story behind it, but I, I guess it, it depends what you're in it for. Mm. Like if you're in for, maybe he just loved that concept so much uh, and maybe a secondary thing is he became extremely famous sure. for this totally ambitious project. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you're inspired to like make something for the furthering or just you know, you're going to make the best bolt that's going to go on a spacecraft that'll send humanity to space. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're happy with that contribution or if you want to do the whole thing mm-hmm. and be able to kind of get the fulfillment of doing something that you go, I started on Wednesday and a month later on Thursday, I finished. Mm-hmm. And whether you like that kind of dynamic and everyone's different, but I think I'm more the latter where mm-hmm. I'd like to, well, it depends what the thing is. But yeah, I think generally I like to do something where I can go, got a plan, get on with it, done, results. Nice. And then you go and stand and look at what you've done for a while and be like, I did that. Very nice. And, yeah, and how this, about you, apart from your desk? Uh, I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of my world right now. Nice. I want to... Desk world. I want to... I want to make a creative functioning space, but I'd like to make it a good mix of something that is very, very functional. Simple, I think is, is also kind of the, like it can't, like 
I don't want it to be too complex. Or maybe I need to make it complex to make it simple, if you, you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the idea is, yeah, I want, for the most part, I'm sound designing and I just want a very, very functional space. I'd also, what I'm increasingly excited about is trying to build in some kind of vocal booth area. Oh, cool. Because, I again, there's just a tons of things that I would really like to be able to record i'm getting increasingly excited about drums um mm. and i just think there's a point where you kind of just need to have some real drums i think to take some of the ideas that i want to have a bit further yeah but a very functional space but i'm also very very committed to and again we're going to talk about this quite soon I have amassed so many things that I'm just so precious about and I love them, but I never get to see them. And I want to find a a functioning way to surround myself with something that is, is inspiring because I'm very used to a very clean space. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. I have a very, I don't want any cables, no nothing clean functional minimal space but i'm 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 realizing that actually it would be great to have some kind of freedom to just be like i'm excited by this because i'm such a visual person i i really really realizing that so much so some kind of display wall or just something where i can just chuck kind of stuff in and be like take that in and kind of i think it it would just maybe really help with organization. Ironically, having some mm. kind of free space that's kind of maybe messier, um, but just focusing. That's actually that's a really good point, actually, because uh, it's if you also you might be there already, but Pinterest is the best thing ever. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but and I'm I'm always fascinated. But you know the the old the old man in the workshop that's just got stuff surrounded by him, mm. and he's like, "Have you got this?" Oh, give us a minute, and it just he knows that where the thing is, mm. and just lives in this creative kind of mess. Mm. Um, but I think having having the messy space, having the space where you can kind of let loose a little bit, it can be organised chaos. It's really important. And uh, I'm definitely, definitely down with that. Um, but then again, I, I'll never have that old guy shed where, no, you know. No, no, no. Uh, I have to, my room has to be tidy for me to do anything in it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm saying. I keep it immaculately clean and I would completely tidy it. But I want a controlled chaos kind of area and same, same way for, I have so many great pedals and synths and things that I wish I could just, be, I want to be working and I just want to go bop, bop, patch bay, send that through this fuzz pedal, whatever. But Voice again, controlled, amazing. Well, and it, but it just becomes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that stuff gets... And power and all that kind of stuff. There's a complexity. And I think that's... Just to, to, to uh, surmise, I think that there... The greatest beauty in the world is when the thousands and millions of decisions and hard work and hours 
can culminate in something that looks like it was made in five minutes. Yep. And I think there's something in that, the complexity of simplicity. I, we kind of, I know we, we, we've mentioned it before, <laughs> it's but, it's, now. but it's, it's true that idea that, you know, all of those ideas that went into that one doorknob and the reason, and that's why you, you know, and the, I love the idea. We're not going to go there now, but the, the idea like good design and like mm-hmm. ethics and, and kind of, uh, you know, the, the kind of tacitness, the, the, the idea that you should look at something and be able to just know what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. And all these kind of elements that like promote kind of good, a good design and the way something mm. feels and, and that sh- every, all those I- stimuluses should inform you as to what your experience of that object or, or item should be. But I love the idea that, you know, again, a million objects passing you by any one day that have had so many hours and reiterations and, and, and so much love and care and people have died and never seen the outcome. But now, you know, a pen, uh, what, you know, the, 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 the technology that, you know, a rollerball, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, you know, all these things that you, you, you just don't, you just don't think about. Yeah, think about. Well, no, no, that's it. And it's yeah, it is a the like you talk about all this old stuff being designed to look amazing. Uh, and yes, it's, a lot of design is simpler now, maybe more uh, erring on function. But some of it is so complex mm. underneath the hood. You know, like Teslas and iPhones and all this kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Fascinating. And probably a conversation for another day. Sure, sure. Um, should we do some new music? Yes, let's do some new music. Shall I go first? Well, uh, yes, you can. Go first. Oh, thank go you, first. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Actually, um, I... You know what's really cool? Friends. And really... Um, it's a really cool feeling when you know someone is really amazing mm-hmm. and then other people start to see that they are really amazing and you know that it's for all the right reasons and you're like, hell yeah. Nice. I that, Love that. That's, that's as the world, the world is in order, that is how it should be. So my lovely friend from Rygate College, Hinako Omori, um, it's just, I was recommended by the internet completely separately to our friendship or any other thing. I was um, uh, made aware of her new um, release called In Full Bloom, which I believe she just played with, I'm going to say a 60 part orchestra for the BBC. Wow. Um, and that's heckin' cool. I know she played with the LCO as well. I'm not sure if that's the same, but as a song um yeah it was recommended to me and it was so nice for it to be completely organic and i was just like oh my god yeah that and and um she's just killing it at the moment um an amazing kind of songwriter pianist synthesizer sound design um just really visceral well crafted songwriting and and just just kind of very there's always a sense of like a like a journey or a sense of a 
sense of a real movement. There's a kind of classic classicalism to it in that stance. That's just um, super evocative and, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. And uh, um, uh, like I said, I've, I'll see if I can find, I'm pretty sure I saw the video. As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, I saw something, a, a video about it. So um, I will make sure I kind of get that posted or not. Nice. Um, uh, <laughs> as I failed to do the last three or four times I've said that, but this time it will be different. I'll definitely forget. Um, but, um, yeah, please do check her out, Hanako Omori. Um, and, um, yeah, in full bloom, um, which is just nice. Released. Well, yeah, on that, there, are, there is, uh, we've just um, put together a new links feature. So anything we mention Ooh. in this podcast is now collated in it to its fullest extent in a spattering of links and external references. So if you've ever wondered... What on earth were they talking about? You can find it. Nice. Link below. Uh, and you can find all of the all of the magic that comes out of our mouths. <laughs> oh, nice work, man. Um, yeah, my new music. Uh, I, I'm just going to... I'm recommending it. It's not, it's not particularly new. Maybe it's out in 2019. Uh, it's the Red Dead 2 soundtrack. But nice. in particular, the song Unshaken by D'Angelo. Um, nice. Written specifically for it. Um, I obviously talked about all this in the podcast before forgot to mention Willie Nelson who apparently couldn't record his track due to a hurricane. Uh, so Josh Homme stepped in of course. Uh, and then he did, Willie Nelson was able to record his track anyway. So there's two versions of the song, a uh, cruel world. Very nice. Um, thanks Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great soundtrack and I'm, I'm kind of just, there's a couple of times in the end of uh, like during the last couple of weeks of playing Red Dead that I shazammed what on earth is this and then kept coming back to it so yeah I'll be checking it out more and I don't even know as the credits were rolling I was like oh no I can't play it anymore but I I probably can I literally had that revelation yeah you can when you said it before I was like oh yeah I could probably still still access it so yeah you um, just you're just about oh that's great yeah yeah Cool. So, well, so you prob- can just you can you can. I don't know where I got to percentage wise, but um, yeah, I think you can get to a. Point. Oh, you can keep going. Yeah, just to finish off whatever missions or whatever there is, or play oh some my cards. God. Okay, it's not over. It's yes. Not, yeah, it's, yeah it's it. you're kind of stuck where you me. are, though. If that makes sense. In that, that's it's just that time forever, you know. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, yeah. Anyway, so check those things out. As I say, there is a links thing so check below and Mm. it'll take you to all this music and other good stuff um thanks for listening thanks to our patreons for being awesome and keeping the lights on Mm. we'll see you next week um audio video out every tuesday we love you very much and take it easy thanks everyone Bye bye bye